Would you believe that just eight months ago, I very boldly called myself not a reader. I don't read books. I don't have time. I'd rather listen to books. I did not listen to books. (laughs) Literal thoughts I would think. Those are even words I would say aloud, speak aloud over myself. I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Literally, as of May of last year, like eight, seven, eight, nine months ago, I called myself not a reader. And it was at that time that I also found out about 75 hard. And I went, the moment I found out about that challenge, I said, okay, I'm going to start August 2nd, full knowing, full well knowing that 10 pages of reading a day was part of that challenge. So I knew I needed to make reading a habit, even though I did not want to, I knew I had to. So I dove in literally two to three pages at a time. I would sit down with a book, feel so much resistance. And I would be like, Oh, I just need to open it. I need to read a few pages and then I'll be done. And I'd read like two or three. A few days later, I was reading like five or six pages before I knew it. I would read 10 pages, 10, 20. I I started to love it. I did. I wasn't reading seven days a week at that time, but once I started 75 hard in August, it was a habit. It was a habit. And by before I knew it, it was December and I had read 20 books in a year, 20. Okay. Let me give you a perspective here for a second. I haven't read a total of 20 books between the end of grad school in 2015 and May of last year, May of 2021. That's six years. In six years, I probably read less books than I read in about eight months of last year, seven, eight months of last year. That's insane. And it's changed my life. It's a big reason that I'm here talking to you, whether it's in your little earbuds or I'm in your car speakers. Hello, whatever it is. That's why I'm here. That's a huge reason that I'm here. A huge reason I believed in myself enough to start this podcast. So today's a very special episode. I'm going to share some of my favorite snippets, my favorite quotes from the books that I read. I'm going to give you my honest and just straightforward take on each one and a rating out of 10. So you can kind of decide, oh, that sounds like one I might like, even though she didn't give it a 10 out of 10, you know, kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes in movies. And I will even know which ones are good to, to start with if you're a beginner just getting into reading like I was last year and my favorites for 75 hearts. So let's get into it. Hey, mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight, and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, You are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. As I give my takes on each book and share my favorite quotes, 
you are definitely going to hear something that makes you go, I need that book in my life. I need to pick that up. I need to get that book and I need to start reading it. So make sure what you do is you check out today's show notes. If you're on Apple, you just kind of click the show art and scroll down and you will see linked there my entire 2021 book list. In there, I share the quotes that I'm going to share today. Uh, I give the quick summary of the book and I even link the book so you can grab it for yourself and grow this year. So let's get into it again. January to May of last year. Let's talk about that real quick. January to May. So about a five month span, I read a total of three books, which is a lot for me personally. At the beginning of the year, I started a book with another friend and I was like, well, this is pretty good. I'm going to keep reading it. And I finished it because what I used to do a lot is I would start a book and then not finish it and never have the desire to finish it. It was almost, it was, it was because I was believing myself that I wasn't a reader. And so I would be like, well, I'm not going to finish it because I'm not a reader. I think that's what was going on in my head, which is so crazy and so weird. And I can't believe I just told that, told you that, but I really think that's what was going through my head because of what I believed about myself. Then between June and December, I read a total of 17 books. So that's a big change, right? Three books in the first five months of the year to 17. And like I said, at the beginning, I mean, in the last six years before then, I doubt I read even probably not even 10 books, definitely not 20. So big change in the the latter half of this year. And it was transformative for my business, for my mindset, giving me clarity around my message and my calling on my life. So don't ever, please never underestimate the power of reading. It is so powerful. In September, I was reading David Goggins Can't Hurt Me, which is a phenomenal book. I'll share about it in a little bit. And there came a point where I was a few days into reading it and I was over 140 pages into the book in literally five days. Now for you seasoned readers out there, that might be par for for the course, but it was not for me. And when I realized, when I realized where I was in the book and how many days I'd been reading it, it made me flashback to just a few months prior in May when I would, you know, speak over myself, I'm not a reader. I just don't read physical books. I don't have the time or the capacity to just sit and read. And I totally used to believe that. Okay. I used to believe that so much deep down into my core, kind of like back in college when I was a, a a division one athlete, I played volleyball. I hated running. I hated running. Well, just a short two years later, after day in day out work and choosing a different thought about myself and my capabilities, I finished a full Ironman after dozens of shorter triathlons and three 70.3s, which are half Ironmans. Okay. So that basically means I ran a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of miles over the course of two years after years prior, maybe running like 10 total. I just hated running so much. And I changed it to probably running thousands of miles in just the course of two years. So you can change. And I proved this again to myself with this reading thing, which I think is so cool that we're so capable of change and growth, even in ways that we don't expect it. So you can change everything that you believe about yourself, everything that you do. The only factor of whether or not it will happen is you. So let's talk about these books. Let's, let's see what's going to make you change. The first book I read last year was called destined for greatness. And it's by Sarah noose. She is the founder of tippy toes, which is so cool. She brought tippy toes, the, the concept of it and the groundwork she had done onto shark tank. And she actually got a deal with Mark Cuban. <laughs> so she shares about that a little bit in the book, but also just so many takeaways from just her journey to creating tippy toes. So here's two quotes from the book. If God created us to be powerful and strong, 
and he did not create us to wallow in self-pity. Self-discipline doesn't mean being hard on ourselves. It actually has us making things easier for ourselves through removing distractions from our daily life and becoming fully engaged and active toward our dreams. If you can't already tell, Sarah just shoots straight in this book, but in such a loving way. And I love that it was a manuscript with both her story weaved in and God's word and calls to action, calls to discipline and calls to belief on our part and what we're being called to. It's really great for any stage of life, any season of life, whatever you feel called to do with your life, whatever you're struggling with. It's, it's amazing for any of those. So I personally rate this book 10 out of 10 highly recommend it. I think it's applicable to every woman out there in many different areas. Um, and I'm actually planning on having her on the podcast super soon. So stay tuned for her episode. She's a phenomenal woman and destined for greatness is a great book. Second book that I finished reading was Extreme Ownership by Jacko Willink and Leif Babin. They're both Navy SEALs or were both Navy SEALs. They're retired. First quote, another way to build trust, do what you say and say what you do. Another quote, discipline, strict. So basically he's defining discipline, discipline, strict order, regiment, and control might appear to be the opposite of total freedom the power to act, speak, or think without any restrictions. But in fact, discipline is the pathway to freedom. I'm sure if you're familiar with Jocko at all, you know, discipline equals freedom is another one of his books, but man, that concept, right? This book is a great balance between storytelling and lesson and then application. Um, Although it's written with obviously a lot of military overtones, all the stories are military stories. I personally enjoy those. Uh, and there's also business application sections. There's a lot of leadership takeaways personally that I think can be applied to parenting. So it's very worth the read. In my opinion, if you need to up your discipline, if you just need that no nonsense mindset, and if you need to take more ownership in your life, because ultimately leadership does start with us. And as parents, as mothers, we are leaders. So I personally would give this book an eight out of 10 because it is just a different read. And I was thinking more in generic terms with like all moms, all postpartum moms, I'd give it an eight out of 10 because I don't think everyone would enjoy it as much as me, but, um, I, I really did like the discipline aspect and the ownership aspect that it talks about the next book. And this was one of the, this is the third book of the three that I read January through May. Okay. So I did not read a lot, but these were all really awesome books. The last one was called motivation myth. This is by Jeff Hayden. First quote and motivation myth, right? Like talk about speaking to what I love. First thing, most people are confused about the source of motivation. They think motivation is the spark that automatically produces lasting eagerness to do the hard work. Actually, motivation is a result. Motivation is the pride you take in your work that you've already done, which fuels your willingness to do even more. Motivation is viewed as a spark, a precondition, a prerequisite, a pre-something that is required before we can start. Real motivation comes after you start. Motivation isn't passive, it's active. Oh, like, can we talk about how good that is? That was the first quote. Second one, what's the best way to say no to yourself? It's easy. Stop saying can't and start saying don't. You guys, this is this is mind-blowing. Hang on to this, okay? I can't sounds like tissue paper thin because it's a decision based on external reasons or causes. I don't sounds like a brick wall because it comes from deep inside you. It's part of your identity. It's who you are, 
right? That's like saying, oh no, I can't have that dessert. And it's saying, oh, I don't have that dessert because I'm committing to myself. Like this book was fire. Okay. It was a game changer for me personally. It fully, I mean, fully unpacks motivation. If you've been relying on that at any point in your journey, you need to read this book. And it also helps you figure out how to approach goals and obstacles in a way that allows you to follow through and actually achieve what you want to. So many lessons and things in this book were just so applicable to everyone, everything you might face. I personally loved the way he explained the way our brains and our thoughts and our actions are all connected and how it truly takes motivation out of the picture and just makes you focus on your habits and actions. Um, this is a book that I highly recommend for 75 hard. And I also always, always, always recommend to people who are just diving into reading. So if you're a beginner, if you're doing 75 hard, the motivation myth, obviously I give this one a big fat 10 out of 10. It is so good. So good. The next book that I read. So this is when I really got into consistency with reading May to the end of the year. So this is the 17 books. So let's go and knock them out. First one was the compound effect by Darren Hardy. The wisest and most motivating choices are the ones aligned with that, which you identify as your purpose, your core self, and your highest values. You've got to want something and know why you want it, or you'll end up giving up way too easily. Next quote, the life we end up with is simply an accumulation of all the choices we make. Each choice starts a behavior that over time becomes a habit. In essence, you make your choices and your choices make you. Okay. Let me just be super short and clear with this one. If you struggle with consistency in any area of your life, or you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you need to read this book. 10 out of 10. Again, a 75 hard recommendation, big time. And also one of my number one recommendations for people just getting into reading who, who are also on their journey. Like if you're a mama and you're like, Oh, consistency is so hard. I struggle with that. I just, I just need to be more disciplined. This is a book you need to pick up. It's so, so simple and so straightforward and so transformative. The next book was called, it's not about you. A little story about what matters most in business. This is by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Bob Berg wrote the series called the go-giver, which I highly recommend reading the go-giver. I love that book so much. It's one of the one of the very few that I read in those six years prior, but um, one of the quotes, do the work, lead from your gut, know your pegs and shims, which it was a, a story about furniture and a furniture company. So pegs and shims, stay hugely humble, stay grounded, get mud on your boots and trust yourself. Another quote, hold fast to the big picture to keep seeing in your mind's eye with crystal clarity where it is you're going and keep seeing that even when nobody else does. Okay. If you leave people in any capacity, business, teaching, coaching, even parenting, right? We're mamas. So we lead people. We lead little people. This short read will keep you grounded and focused on what matters most. He actually has a quote about parenting in the book. So I'm going to read it to you real quick. Whatever great parenting looks like, it is not about the parent. Great teaching is not about the teacher. Great coaching is not about the coach, right? It's not about us. It's written as a story that, that it's not about you book. Um, and it's part, the author, Bob Berg is again, the author of one of my favorite series, the go-giver. So this got an easy 10 out of 10. The next book, there's no plan B for your A game. This is by Bo Eason. He's a prior professional athlete. And this book was really good. Kids are constantly failing and they feel bad about it. So if they see you failing, but trying again and not beating yourself up, 
they learn that the appropriate response to failure is to get your butt back in the game. When you mess up, you don't quit. You just acknowledge your mistake and get back on track. That's a powerful example to set. You need to rewind that and listen to that quote again because that was a straight up parenting quote. So good. Don't do the failure. Don't focus on the failure. Let your kids see you try, get up and try again. <laughs> so good. You have to put yourself in those situations that aren't comfortable because that is what will make you great. There's n- they're no fun at first. And then you can learn how to step up to the challenge and you think, dang, I can pretty much do anything. I can push myself beyond what I'm comfortable with and it doesn't break me. It makes me stronger. This book was very direct very kick in the butt, which I personally love. Um, most of the books like that are written by athletes or service members, which is why a lot of these books are like that, but this no plan B for your A game, it will definitely help you uncover things that you're letting hold you back. And it's also going to help you create more drive and discipline in your life. So 10 out of 10. And this is a book I would also recommend for 75 hard. Next up is The Attributes, 25 Hidden Drivers of Optimal Performance. This is written by Rich Devinney. First quote, fortitude is the mental or emotional strength or both that allows a person to persevere. If tenacity and persistence are the engines to perseverance, then fortitude is the fuel. It's the stuff that allows us to endure, to power through and to conquer. And then this next quote is actually a chapter title. So talk about fire. Many a false step is made by standing still. It got to do something, right? I love this book. Um, It goes into these 25 factors, drivers, characteristics, basically, that help you just live at your highest level. And I got asked almost daily for the title of this book. I really believe it's because of the snippets that I shared and how it was bringing a lot of insight to the people that were watching my stories while I was reading that book. And it helps you understand why you do or say or think the way that you do. It's just gives you a lot of self-awareness of how you show up day to day. So imagine if you actually read this book, what you would uncover, right? So 10 out of 10, a lot of these books are 10 out of 10. They were so good, but I also recommend this one for 75 hard, the attributes. Next book was called mind gym An athletes guide to inner excellence by Gary Mack and David Castevens. I might've said that wrong. First quote, we all have conversations going on inside our heads. I call it self-talk. It's two competing voices. One is negative and the other is a positive coach. Which voice we listen to is a matter of choice. Mm, Fire. Inner excellence is a way of thinking and a way of acting. It's a quality of mind, a mentality that says no matter how difficult things become, you are responsible and accountable for your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Wow. So good. These chapters were really, really quick and short and had so many hits of wisdom. I, I loved it because of having been an athlete. It just spoke to me a lot. Um, it's written very much so towards athletes. Uh, I actually got this book during my college volleyball days, but a lot of the lessons in it are applicable to life and business and overall mindset. So because it's very narrow focus on athletes, I give it a seven and a half out of 10, but it's great if you need to get that mindset back. Next up was famous in heaven and at home, which was a 30 day care, 31 day character study of the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, this is by Michelle Myers. And one of the first pages, the quote is Proverbs 31 is a character description of the woman. God has called me to be not a to-do list. That was a huge mindset shift for me to make and just so helpful. And just how I show up every day. And what I strive to do 
Next quote, wouldn't it be tragic if God called us to do something, but we were not in the physical condition to accomplish it. I now view my workouts as a spiritual act of worship. They're a way of showing my commitment to his call on my life. It's a response of obedience. I realize there are elements of health that are beyond our control, but we can be intentional to ensure that we don't have physical limitations that are of our own doing. (laughs) So good. I really believe that. That quote right there is something I stand by and it's something I believe. So there's that big picture takeaway that helped me grow so much is that Proverbs 31 isn't a checklist to do, but an example of character to model. This whole study was awesome. It unpacks every verse. It unpacks every single day, just different concepts of the Proverbs 31 woman. It was convicting and encouraging. And as always, it was a living, breathing love letter to us as women. Every mom, honestly, I think needs to read this study. So 10 out of 10 for that book for sure. Next book I read was called Fear is My Homeboy by Judy Holler. First quote, what if this? What if that? You can do this all day, every day, by the way, and never get a real answer because there never is one. You have zero clue what the future will hold. All you can be responsible for is right now and your choice in this moment. No one ever feels truly ready. This is why you must start before you're ready. If you're sitting around waiting for things to be perfect, for more resources, more experience, more knowledge, before you start, you'll be waiting a long time. Anything that you feel looks perfect only got that way because someone had the courage to start in the first place. This was one of the quotes that started speaking to that passion of doing a podcast in my heart. I thought this book was an awesome kick in the butt read. I did get a few tangible takeaways, uh, but to be totally honest, a lot of the concepts that I'm fairly strong in are talked about in this book concepts that I was like, okay, like, yeah, I know that I already lived that out. So it didn't get to me at my core. It was very confirming, but not, not convicting. It didn't help me grow a ton, but it was a really fun, easy, empowering read. So I give it a six out of 10. If you're a beginner, this would probably be a, a good book to start with, but personally, I just didn't feel like it helped me change a ton. It helped me change a little bit, but nonetheless, next book was called the obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. Consider this mindset, never in a hurry, never worried, never desperate, never stopping short. I'll let you think about that one for a second. Really good. I think we as moms can take away a lot from that. Never in a hurry, worried, desperate, or stopping short. Mm. Sometimes on the road to where we're going or where we want to be, we have to do things that we'd rather not do. And that's the truth. Easy, short read, short, digestible chapters. I really liked that. The fact of that, because I could fly through it. And there were so many nuggets, so many little takeaways, just like those quotes. It is based on stoicism and like all worldly things. Um, I can see how God finds his ways of weaving his fingers into these concepts, into this book, into this writing. So it's fun to seek that out each time I opened it up. Um, but it is based on very worldly concepts. So if you're not in that place where you can kind of discern those things, uh, maybe put this off, but overall it's a really empowering and impactful read. I love the little takeaways and nuggets I got. They were very encouraging, very much so spurred me on. So I give this a seven and a half out of 10. Next book is called Chop Wood, Carry Water, How to Fall in Love with the Process of Becoming Great by Joshua Medcalf. Every little thing we do, no matter how mundane, matters greatly when it's multiplied by the number of times we do it. 
Over time, even the smallest habit or choice can change our lives immensely, right? Think about like eating healthy. If you do that day after day, after day, after day, after day, it's going to be way more impactful than just doing it once. So applicable. Next quote, surrendering the outcome is about having peace with what is outside of our control without sacrificing the effort or care of what is inside our control. That's what true surrender is. So good. Surrendering the outcome, I should say. Surrendering. I think that's important because we'll set a goal and we'll be like, okay, here's the goal. This is what I want to accomplish. I need to make this happen. Where really, when it comes to working towards that goal, what we need to do is actually control the things we can control, which is probably quite a bit. And then let go and have peace with the things that are outside of, of our control. Weight loss is like the perfect example of this because we have to surrender the outcome, say, okay, I want to be this weight, but I'm going to let go of that need right now to be this weight because I'm not in control necessarily of the timeline, but I'm in control of what I put in my body. I'm in control of how I manage my time. And when I work out, I'm in control of, you know, what I choose to do and not do. And so that will, at the end of the day, create the outcome of losing weight. But I do have to let go of things I can't control, like kids getting sick and having to take a day of rest. Uh, having to let go of control of the timeline, things like that. So I love that quote. It's so applicable, especially to us as moms. Immense power and potential is harnessed through focusing on or doing the simple and small things with incredible consistency and discipline. Focus on the process, trust the process. So good. If you keep falling off, you need to pick up this book. It's short. It's digestible. I think it was like just over a hundred pages. The chapters are very applicable. The concepts in there, you can just take out and apply right to your life. And honestly, we all need reminders that true change, real growth happens in the simple, easily overlooked choices that we make every day. And this book just points that out page after page after page. So this is going on my book list for new clients. No doubt. It's a great book for beginners. It's all about the simple process and it's written as a story, which is really fun and makes it even easier to read. So I give this a nine out of 10 because I'm not a huge fan of story written books, but it was so, so good. Otherwise, um, this is also a great book if you do 75 hard. So again, another good beginner book and 75 hard book as well. It's called chop wood, carry water. Next book, make your bed. You might be familiar with this book because it is, uh, based on, it's written by Admiral, Admiral William H. McRaven. Um, and you might be familiar with his commencement speech that he gave at the University of Texas. That's what this book is based on. First quote, courage is a remarkable quality. Without it, others will define your path forward. Without it, you are at the mercy of life's temptations. Of all the lessons I learned, this was the most important. Never quit. It doesn't sound particularly profound, but life constantly puts you in situations where quitting seems so much easier than continuing on where the odds are so stacked against you that giving up seems the rational thing to do. This was another short and easily digestible read. Um, (laughs) We've got that time, right? We've totally got the time to read. And the lessons in this book are very well known, but they're timeless, they're empowering, and they're life-changing. So nine out of 10 for this book, Make Your Bed is a great read. After that, I read Living with a Seal by Jesse Itzler. First quote, when you think you're done, you're only at 40% of what your body is capable of doing. That's just the limit that we put on ourselves. 
that concept right there, I've lived by for years and it is transformative. It is so empowering when I'm doing something like a workout, when I was in my Ironman days, that was a, a concept that I just held on to. Like, wow, I really feel like I need to quit right now. My body can't do this. And I pushed through and I found this new level of ability. So love that concept. You can be fit without being healthy, but you can't be healthy without being fit. Meaning you can be in great shape on the outside, but if you don't eat great and don't take care of your insides, you aren't necessarily healthy. Fire, mic drop right there. This was such a fun read. (laughs) It's written as diary entry style writing. It makes you laugh. It makes you emotional. It makes you want to run through a brick wall and then sign up for a triathlon. So, so good for your mindset. Um, I give it a nine and a half out of 10 mainly because there's a hefty amount of swear words. Um, and I don't like to fill my brain with those, but nonetheless, I absolutely love this book. Obviously I followed that up with can't hurt me by David Goggins living with a seal is written by Jesse Itzler. He invited David Goggins to live with him for 30 days just to help him become more resilient, more mentally tough. And so that's what living with the seal was like his diary style writing of that experience And obviously Can't Hurt Me is by David Goggins and it's an autobiography about his life. So I obviously had to follow it up with that and it was a really good read. So the best pep talk or self-help hack is nothing but a temporary fix. It will not rewire your brain. It won't amplify your voice or uplift your life. Motivation changes exactly nobody. Doing things, even small things that make you uncomfortable will help make you strong. The more often you get uncomfortable, the stronger you'll become. Once I decided that the pull-up record belonged to me and decoupled it from the calendar. So once he decided I'm going to make this happen, but I'm not going to stress about the timeline. Okay. You, you sense a pattern here. I was filled with confidence and relieved of any pressure because my task morphed from trying to achieve the impossible into working toward an inevitability. Huh? decide it's already done. Okay. That's literally what that means. Your mindset is it is inevitable. It will happen. It's going to happen. It has happened. I cannot believe I put off reading this book for as long as I did. I knew a lot of his story, but I did not know all of it. The first few chapters gave me like a pit in my stomach feeling because they're heart wrenching, but you have to pick this book up. It is amazing. It honestly could just change your life. And it definitely hands down guarantee will change your thinking. So 10 out of 10, highly recommend this book for 75 hard. Like if you do 75 hard, you need to read. Can't hurt me. Next habit I read, our next book I read was called success habits of a millionaire mind by T Harv Ecker. Personally, I picked this book up last year because I just needed to unpack some stuff from my childhood, from whatever, just about money, because we're all raised with different beliefs and assumptions and habits and whatever. And so I just wanted to unpack some of those things and just better understand my own way of living, my own way of doing stuff. Um, But there were some really good quotes in there. So I'm going to read those to you. Your subconscious conditioning determines your thinking. You like got that childhood connection there. Your subconscious conditioning determines your thinking. Your thinking determines your decisions and your decisions determine your actions, which eventually determine your outcomes. Training and managing your own mind is the most important skill you could ever own. That's the truth right there. And I even pulled out a third quote because the quotes in here were really good. People use positive thinking to pretend that everything's rosy when they really believe that it's not. 
With power thinking, we understand that everything is neutral, that nothing has meaning except for the meaning we give it, and that we are going to make up a story and give something its meaning. So good. Um, Like I said, I picked this book up to better unpack my own mindset around money. Um, There's a lot of like tacky and worldly and catchy, like clickbaity phrases, (laughs) but there was also a lot of applicable things in there when it came to understanding the thoughts and how those thoughts play into your habits in finances specifically, but also in life in general, there were a lot of things with like nutrition and habits. And I was like, Oh, that's why I do that. Or that's why I think this way. Um, I always say something I, and you probably can take this away from just how I've talked about the books I've read so far, but I always encourage taking an open approach to reading because nothing written by man is going to measure up to the word of God. I'm speaking to you Christians that are listening right now. So you can't hold everything to the standard of it needs to be like this type of accurate or this type of thing. And if you're in a place where like that might shake your belief, um, yeah, maybe don't pick up books that have more worldly undertones. And yes, it is important to protect your mind and put the word of God first. But um, I do believe we can take things away and learn things that are from things that are written by man as well. And it's always beneficial to pick up books um, that can help you just become more self-aware and help you grow. And this is something that really did help me understand a lot about myself. I think it could help you as well. But there's always something we can glean if we read through a lens of both understanding how God designed us, how we were raised and what we've lived through. I think there's a lot that we can glean from these like worldly authors. So like the obstacle is the way, right? It's written based off of stoicism. I'm actually reading a book right now called the war of art. There's so much of it. I'm like, yeah, well that's talking about like fleshly desires. And that's obviously the Holy spirit, <laughs> like the concepts they're talking about. But if you can read it through a lens of being firm in what you believe, um, I think you can always apply things that you take away from the books. So nonetheless, after that little rant there, success habits of a millionaire mind, I would give it an eight out of 10, lots of applicable things in various areas of life. But again, a lot of like tacky phrases, worldly phrases, but it was, it was really good to unpack things from childhood. So I do recommend it eight out of 10. Don't quit in the dip is what I read after that by Sean Nepstad. Uh, he's pastor and it was a pretty good book. We have the option not to quit, no matter how impossible our circumstances seem. While the desire to quit might be woven into the fabric of our human condition, true, um, that's my little antidote there, true, so also is the resilience and the fortitude to stay in the fight until we experience victory. Mm, That's so good. I think it's really easy to give in to, again, our brain is wired to protect us. It's really easy to give in to quitting because it's more comfortable, but we're also designed to be resilient to have the fortitude to persevere, uh, that 40% rule, right? Like it all weaves together. How cool is that? So it took me about halfway into this book. Don't quit in the dip to really get into it. There were some chapters that chapters that were really applicable to what I needed in that season. And some of the chapters were not applicable to me at all. Um, but again, you cannot discount how it all comes back to Jesus. It was very refreshing to read a book that's based on what I believe. Um, but it always comes back to Jesus. Everything does always. I definitely recommend this book. If you feel lost or down or stuck at all right now, definitely pick this book up. I give it an eight out of 10 just because some of the chapters weren't like totally applicable to my season. But again, it was really good. Nonetheless, the next book is called the one thing, the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results by Gary Keller. 
First quote is a long one, so hang with me, but it's good. Success is actually a short race, a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough for a habit to kick in and take over. When we know something that needs to be done, but isn't currently getting done, we often say, I just need more discipline, right? Actually, we need the habit of doing it. And we just need enough discipline to build the habit. So discipline isn't this thing I'm like interjecting here. Discipline isn't this thing that you like need forever. It's what you need to create the habit. (sighs) Mind blown yet? Actually, oh wait, skip ahead. In any discussion about success, the words discipline and habit ultimately intersect. Though separate in meaning, they powerfully connect to form the foundation for achievement. Regularly working at something until it regularly works for you. When you discipline yourself, you're essentially training yourself to act in a specific way. Stay with this long enough and it becomes routine. In other words, a habit. So when you see people who look disciplined, what you're really seeing is people who trained a handful of habits into their lives. This makes them seem disciplined when actually they're not. No one is. It takes a lot of like effort and energy to be disciplined, right? So it's so encouraging. I think it's encouraging to hear that, that you may look at me, you might look at other people and say, wow, they're so disciplined. That's so encouraging, but why can't I do that? No, like I'm really not that disciplined. These things are just habit now because I disciplined myself for long enough. How freeing does that make you feel to understand that now? Uh, Another great quote, willpower is like a fast twitch muscle that gets tired and needs rest. It's incredibly powerful, but it has no endurance. So just a little encouragement there. If you've been relying on willpower day after day after day, the reason why if you feel stuck, you keep falling off is because willpower is not meant to last day after day after day. Okay. Discipline yourself, make it a habit. Like you got to pick this book up. It was so good. Um, if you feel all over the place, if you want to pinpoint the most important things to spend your time doing, or just kind of understand how tying those things together, tying what's most important, your values, your priorities with what you're doing day in and day out. Um, this is a great book to pick up. It is written with more of a business focus, but it can absolutely be applied to any bucket in your life. So I give this a nine out of 10 because of the business focus. But again, like I said, if you're reading it through a lens of what can I glean from this in this season, you're going to get something out of it. So that's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. After that, I read Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life by Jim Quick. A clickbaity subtitle, in my opinion, but otherwise it was a really good book. If an egg is broken by outside forces, life ends. If broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from the inside, right? Change comes from within. So that was a great quote. Know that it won't be hard, but it will require effort. Though perhaps not as much as you think, the key is consistency. You must have the patience to consistently come back at it again and again. When you do, you will not only reap the rewards of your hard-earned knowledge, but you'll be a better person for having cultivated the tenacity to keep trying. This book had some super applicable tools and practices to support your brain health, as well as your memory and your reading speed, so many things. In my opinion, it's definitely worth a reread because there's so much in there to apply. Um, And personally, with the speed reading section, I increased my words read per minute from 252 to 358 just by applying a couple things. So really cool book. There's a lot of concepts in there. It applies and um, like approaches brain health from a lot of different areas. So 
it's a lot to digest. So I give it a nine out of 10 because of that, but it's really good. So definitely recommend reading, uh, limitless by Jim quick. After that, I picked up the trusted advisor by green Meister, and Gelford. It's written by three people. That's why I just listed their last names. Um, but I did not love this book. I'm going to be totally honest. It's definitely good, but I put it down after, but I give it 60 pages. I gave it a try, but I put it down after that. Um, I thought it was going to help me learn how to better serve my clients, but I felt that everything that I read was something that is naturally ingrained in women, the trusted advisor. It was a lot about just relationships, finding common ground, um, and making relationship, the focus of your business. And like I said, I think that's just ingrained in women naturally. Obviously it was written by three men. Um, so I can see why they needed to write that book and felt the need to, because I think men are wired differently than women, but it was really good to get that confirmation and how I already approach what I do and just stay the course. Uh, it seemed pretty chock full of tangible things to build trust. So maybe if your husband's in like business and might need to work on that, maybe this is a good book for him to pick up. But for me, it was a really dry read. (laughs) Um, I might pick it up here and there, but I didn't want to spend all my time in it. So I put it down. I give it a four out of 10 personally. So that's that. Then I went on to Iron Cowboy Redefine Impossible by James Lawrence. This is the guy that did 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states back in 2015. So to anyone who's trying to accomplish a big goal, I would say the most important thing is to have a hundred percent conviction in what you're doing right back to that David Goggins concept of it's done. I've decided it like my mind is made, right? Lessons don't empower living examples do completing a journey takes as many steps as there are steps in the journey. And you don't get to the end by applying lessons. You get there by making the decision to take each step until there are no steps left to take. To do that, you need nothing more than the belief that you can. Such a belief comes mostly from within, but it can be fed by the examples of others like me. So this story, this feat that he completed was one of the integral factors for me and what spurred my initial quest to push my physical limits. And it helped that doing that, pushing my physical limits helped build the foundation for what I do, who I am, how I think today. So it was really cool to read his personal take, his summary on the 50. I highly recommend picking up this book. Um, it's encouraging. Obviously I don't think it's super relatable, the actual tangible thing that he did. Cause I mean, he's the only person in the world to have ever done it, but it's encouraging and it's inspiring. And it helps you realize that There's a mental barrier that you can break down that will help you get to a different point in your life. So really, really good book. Um, It's also a documentary film. I'll link that in the book list, but go listen to his wife's podcast as well. I had her on episode 11. She was so encouraging. And while we might not have five kids or be at the stage of life, she's out with teenagers. We can glean so much from older, wiser moms. And she just had so many good nuggets and takeaways that we can glean from um, in that episode. So go listen to that interview of his wife, Sunny Jill Lawrence. Um, This book, Iron Cowboy, Redefined Impossible, I give it a hard and fast 10 out of 10. It was so good. And I also recommend it for 75 hard. So in sum, I read 20 books in a year. My goal for this next year is 30 books, which is about 20 pages a day, give or take. It's nothing crazy. And that's only like 15 to 20 minutes of reading a day, right? So doable. Um, I've personally grown insane amounts this year. And one of the main factors, aside from submission and obedience to what God was willing for me 
and calling me to do was reading because it helped me unpack things from my past. It helped me realize what is inside of me. It helped me realize what I need to work on. And it encouraged me as I walked boldly into this new season and into new territories. Those 10 minutes a day that I spent, and honestly, I was only doing like 10 minutes, seven days a week, like August through December. Before then, it was like five, maybe six days a week. But those 10 minutes brought me so much more than 10 minutes of scrolling or Netflixing ever could. So pick up a book. If you do nothing else this year, if you don't listen to anything else I say, pick up a book, okay? If you need any of these that are listed that I just talked about, I know one of them. One of them probably clicked with you. Grab that book list below so you can find the link to it, so you can grab the quote, post it on your Instagram stories, whatever, and then head over to Instagram and send me any recommendations you have that you didn't hear today. If you have a book that totally changed the way you think, that changed your habits, that encouraged you, I just might add it to my reading list this year. And if you guys like this episode, I'll do another one next year and just keep giving you my list of books, my own takes, my own recommendations. Um, but whenever you're listening to this, send me any recommendations you have my way. Um, you can leave a review, a five-star review, just let me know there, but go ahead and grab that book list so you can get some reading done. You can get some growing in your life. And I just want to say cheers to some more reading and feeding this new year. That's how I spent a lot of that reading time was while I was breastfeeding my youngest, I was also reading a book. So cheers to some hashtag reading and feeding. Go send me your recommendations. Go get that book list below so you can get some of these books and start changing your life. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.